I want to dedicate this song to all the lovers tonight. And I expect that might be the whole world because everybody needs something, someone to love. There's a reason. Because you're not special at quarterbacks. When it's cold outside. And I've always said this about rookie quarterbacks. Whether they're great or terrible. Don't go crazy after a dozen starts. Because nobody knew what Dak was going to do. You know, if y'all don't mind, I'd like to talk about this woman of mine. She's always complaining about me never being at home. Season to look at Dak, and since then, she's telling me about the things that a girlfriend's got, what she ain't got, and she wants me to go out and get them for her. So I gotta do it one time for the one time. This is my podcast. I am your host, 24. 24's podcast. This is my podcast. I am 24. This is my podcast, 24. He's fallen in love with once again. We'll get to call it. Tonight, we're celebrating the Houston Astros. Not from Houston, not native of, don't even live in Houston, but boy do I love Houston. I love it like a second home. We'll be hoping, we'll be cheering for the Houston Astros against those doggone Washington Nationals. Altuve just hit a out, three outs. Bottom of the fourth, top of the fifth. We'll be talking about all those cornerbacks. We'll be talking about some matchups this weekend. Somebody get him! We'll get him. Who did him? We'll get them all. We'll kill them all. Here on 24's podcast, basketball, baseball, and yet we're doing football tonight. We're doing everything tonight. I've been slacking it off. Not anymore. Going in. Hardball. I got the NFL power rankings. Oh, they're up to that madness again. Didn't pay that much attention to it. In fact, I didn't even watch it. Glanced at it. Let me see what Cynthia said. In fact, I don't even want to watch it anymore. It's 50 minutes of just lies. Oh, boy. You can find my beautiful podcast, 24th Podcast, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, pretty much where you can find any podcast. You can find 24th Podcast. Listen, a lot of stuff today. A lot of NFL, a some baseball. I don't really cover baseball. I try and stick to what I know and what I'm good at, and that's usually football, basketball, and video games. The entire industry I'm pretty good at, or at least I can learn to be pretty good at. 
We'll be talking about all that good stuff. But Colin said something interesting today. And by the way, I'm I'm completely out on uh, on Colin Cowherd and his takes and his opinions on Dak Prescott. There comes a point in time where it's like, you're wrong. You're wrong. Um, his Eagles are four and four, the Rams are five and three, and they both have over a hundred million dollar quarterbacks, and neither one of them are in the playoffs. Yet the Cowboys are limited at quarterback. And their $128 million quarterback, the Eagles' $128 million quarterback, of course, he can't win a game against a limited quarterback. Mm, mm, mm. Isn't that an interesting statement? Isn't that an interesting statement? That Prescott, limited, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, they can't win their divisions. Oof. Let's look up the uh, the dude's schedule. And I've been been talking about this for weeks, man. I've been talking about this. I've been talking about Carson Wentz is about to run into one hell of a brick wall. He's about to run up against the, the Bears. And that defense. He's about to go up against the Patriots. And uh, and they're everything in like two weeks. Not uh not not next weekend. He's gonna run into them in two weeks. In like three weeks, actually. When do they play? They play uh, on the seventeenth of November. So they're gonna run up against them in like two three weeks. And I wonder if Carson Wentz is going to be able to do what Dak Prescott did against the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, and that is deliver them from evil. Will he be able to do what Dak Prescott did, or will he fall short yet again of, uh, of high expectations? The Eagles are supposed to make the playoffs. They're 4-4, four and four, correct? They are, they are supposed to win their division. And yet everybody keeps on telling me, well, Carson Wentz is this uberly talented quarterback. He's this, he's this world beater at quarterback and all that good stuff. Yet whenever I turn them on, whenever I turn them on my television, whenever I, you know, whenever I watch a highlight reel of uh, of him versus Dak Prescott, for some weird reason, he just he always, always, always falls short. I I don't get it. He always falls short, but he's better than Prescott. Why hasn't he beaten Dak in two years, Colin? You know. There's certain players that I just don't trust with Colin. I don't I don't trust his take on uh on Dak Prescott or I didn't trust his take on Baker Mayfield. He obviously has a huge bias against him. And now um I'm out on his takes on Dak Prescott. He's limited at quarterback, but the guy who got paid 128 million isn't. I wonder who I wonder uh what's his record going to be at the end of the season. Because every single time, and I've been saying this for weeks, every single time, you put expectations on Carson Wentz. He dramatically falls flat on his face. He has the chance, by the way, to easily make it to the playoffs. And he probably won't. He'll have two more losses on his record. And he'll have to go up against the Bears. He'll have to go up against uh, really, really bad teams, by the way. He He has three divisional games with the Giants in Washington. He plays the Giants twice. And he plays Washington one more time. Then he has Dallas. 
So he could either go nine and seven, which I think I predicted at the beginning of the season, or he could go 10 and six. I'm going to predict he's not going to go either one. He's he's probably going to go eight and eight. He plays against the Seattle Seahawks, the Patriots, and the Cowboys. I think those are all three losses for him. And I think one of these divisional losses, maybe against Washington, especially if they want to shut him down, especially if they, maybe against the Giants, by the way, if they want to stop it, because the NFC, the NFC East is notorious for having that crab mentality of, we're not going to allow you to go to the playoffs and try and uh, compete in the Super Bowl. We're going to kill you. We're going to make sure that you don't have a chance. You don't have a shot in the dark to make it to the playoffs. That's what a lot of these NFC East teams do. It's what da- it's what exactly happened to Dallas with Tony. They w- they went 8 and 8, 9 and 7 during like 3 years where it was just win the last game of the season, the divisional game and you're in the playoffs and Dallas never did with Tony and Jason. So now I look at their schedule. Now I look at the new Tony Romo, the 2.0. He's got a lot of hard games. He's got three hard games, and he's got a lot of softballs, if you if you ask me. He even plays up against the Dolphins. The first week of December plays the Dolphins. And you know what? I don't think he's winning a whole bunch of these games. So we'll see in December if this dude is the real deal, if he's the, uh, the, the messiah that everybody keeps on telling me he is. We'll see. He has a shot, just like everybody else. And now you can't even now you can't even tell me that uh, that he is that he doesn't have any talent. He beat the tar out of the Bills, who have a really really great defense. You can't even tell me he doesn't have any talent anymore. Can't even tell me that he has talent. Like I like everybody has been saying for seven weeks, he has talent. He's just not utilizing it. But when he goes up against a quarterback who can actually compete against him. That's when he that's when he flutters. That's when he falls. Right? Check this out. <clears throat> Check this out. I got a schedule pulled up here. His only wins. He he has only beaten by the way Aaron Rodgers, who you would consider to be a, a elite level quarterback, a good uh, a great quarterback as a matter of fact. And really the Packers, they could have won that game easily if they had ran it one time on the 1-yard line against those doggone Philadelphia Eagles. But here are the quarterbacks that he's lost to. These are guys that, you know, you would consider to be, you know, uh, good if not great quarterbacks. Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott. The quarterbacks that he's beaten besides Aaron Rodgers, um, I don't even know who he played week one against Washington. And by the way, Washington 100% could have won that game. He's beaten Sam Darnold, the guy who sees ghosts every single time you blitz him, and Josh Allen, a guy that everybody thinks is is a little bit undervalued. I, I actually like Josh Allen, but I don't think he's there yet as a quarterback. So he's beaten a bunch of nobodies. He's probably going to beat Trubisky this weekend unless something terrible happens. But when he has to see Dak Prescott yet again, when he has to see Seattle and week uh, in, in, on the 24th of November in about a month, when he has to see Seattle, when he has to see the Patriots, when he has to see the Cowboys again, guess what will happen? He'll crumble again. He will lose again. He will lose those three games. 
because he's like he's like Kirk Cousins. He doesn't play up to the competition. He plays down to the competition. Dak Prescott plays up to the competition. Oh, and by the way, I should mention this. The uh, the the losses against the good, if not great, quarterbacks, besides the Matt Ryan win, they've all been Molly Whoppins. Oh no, Matt Ryan and Matt Stafford. They've all been Molly Whoppins. Prescott, 37 to 10. Kirk Cousins, 38 to 20. Molly whopped his ass. So when he goes up against the great quarterbacks, about 50% of the time, good, great, he's going to get mollywhopped. Against the bad ones, he wins games. Oh, congratulations. You can beat the bad quarterbacks. That's literally your job. But as much as people like to say, well, I don't see an impressive win by uh, by Dak Prescott on his schedule. You know, the Eagles, they, they, they're just bad. I don't see that much of an impressive win against against any of these teams, especially don't even try and quote me the, the Packers win when the Packers 100% could have won that game if they had ran the dog on football on the one-yard line. Colin is going to be one lonely dude when, when I was about to say Kirk Cousins. Carson Wentz, they're all interchangeable to me. When Carson Wentz cannot beat Dak Prescott in week, I think, 16 of the season. And he's going to be screwed. Why am I watching this radar alert? You, you've said the same damn thing like 80 times. The World Series is going on. Turn the damn radar alert off. Go back to the freaking World Series. Jesus Christ, you're taking freaking 80 minutes to, to describe. Yeah, there's going to be radar. There's going to be rain. We get it. Turn back to the... I, I'm watching this damn world... I'm, I'm watching the damn World Series, and I'm like, did my TV... Why am I watching this guy tell me that water is coming my way? I get it, bro. Water is coming this way. Go back to the World freaking Series. He's, he's saying the damn same thing 30 different ways to Sunday. We get it. You can enunciate. Turn back to the damn World Series. Anyways. Um, I'm, I'm watching Carson Wentz and you know what? He's, he's going to have some, he's going to have some tough games in the next couple of weeks. He really, really will. He's going to have some tough games. He's going to have, why am I still watching this BS? Go back to the freaking world series. I wish you could like, I wish you could get the alert, you know, like the, the weather alerts. I wish you could get the weather alerts and then just be able to be like, all right, I got it. Let me go back. Imagine if this happened during the Super Bowl. And this guy is taking like 80 minutes to say, I'm, I'm literally watching. The, how long have I been watching this weather report? I feel like I've been watching it for like 10 fucking minutes. Dude, we get it. Bad weather is coming. Can we watch the World Series now? You're killing me with this horse mess. Let me listen to it. I've been watching this shit for five minutes. How the fuck? It's the same shit. We interrupt this program for a first alert weather update. Good evening, Dave Roberts here. We are right now uh, covering a tornado warning that is in Amit County. This is very close to the Liberty community. We're on both stations, but we are squeezing back the World Series, so we're not interrupting that for you right now. Yeah, yeah, yes you are. Yes, 
Yes, you are. You're wasting my time. It's 8:37. What are you doing, man? You're showing me. You're showing me an hour-long presentation, uh, uh, an hour-long weather report. Literally, I'm watching you fast-forward the weather report to 8:37 p.m. Dude, you're killing me right now. Go back to the freaking World Series. This is the most important game of the year for baseball, and you're killing me with this horse mess. I better not see your face again. Put it on the World Series. I better not see your face. He's been freaking doing this horse mess for 10 minutes. We get it. Bad weather is coming. Why are you still showing me this horse mess? Go back to the freaking World Series. Jesus Christ. Tornado warning. You don't even show where it's at. What are you doing, man? It's like in the bottom of the state. What are you doing to me? Oh my God. Learn to, like, like when, when I was in Texas, when I was in Texas, right? They, and they understand how important sports is in Texas. When I was in Texas, they used to have the weather reports on for like a couple of minutes and boom, out of here. If you had it on for this amount of time, people started to throw their damn remotes at the TV saying, what the hell are you doing? Go back to the fucking game. We get it. Bad weather is a coming. This is important information. But I wish you could confirm it, then get the fuck off it. Because I'm not watching the damn World Series right now. And nobody wants to have the damn game pushed back. The whole concept of pushing the game back is horrible because people are going to freaking learn about it before you do. It's like 10 minutes in. Well, I'm, I'm 10 minutes into this damn weather report. And it's like, how do you not, how do you not break this shit down faster? Break it down faster. Get this done faster so we can go back to the freaking game. Imagine if this went on during the Super Bowl. Imagine. I can't stand it. Anyways, back to Carson Wentz. Ah, I can't. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm watching this weather report and I'm like, this is taking too fucking long. Why are you, why are you wasting my time with this horse mess? I get it. It's important. You know, you want weather, you know, but I wish it's like, all right, it's not affecting my area. It's important for everybody else. Let me press off of it so that way I can go back to watching the World Series. Yes, yes, I am willing to take my chances with the tornado. The World Series is that important. I get it. Keep it on for people who need it. This is important news for people who need it. But I, I, I just wish I could click on and off of this damn thing because this guy is taking forever. Jesus Christ. Going back to uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles. Am I wrong for saying that? Am I wrong for bit wanting to be able... If, I, if I'm out of the danger zone, can I just like on and off? Am I wrong for thinking that? Am I a heartless... I'm not saying that you don't turn it off for everybody. I'm just saying, listen, if you're out of, the har- if you're out of harm's way, why can't you just turn it on and off? Am I wrong? Because I feel... I, I've, I've been dealing with this problem for like my entire life. I'm like, why am I watching this guy... Rant for 10 minutes about the same damn thing. You better not show me a damn advertisement. You son of a gun. Anyways. He's like, oh, we'll put, we'll push the World Series back. So that way you get all the action. That's not how this works. The whole point is that you get to see the entire thing as it goes on, right? So if you delay it, 
We all have to watch the stupid advertisements. We all have to freaking watch it. Meanwhile, everybody else is getting the live broadcast. That's why you don't take 10 freaking minutes to say the exact same thing. Sorry. Anyways. Wentz is going to lose some games. I thought he was going to lose to the Bills. He did not. He, he will probably beat Trubisky, but I don't hold your breath on if he doesn't. It's pretty much, it's pretty much saying the exact same doggone thing. But when I look at the Eagles, when I look at Wentz, when I look at all these guys, I'm like, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe in Wentz. I don't believe in Wentz like I believe in Prescott. I don't believe in Wentz like I believe in Watson. I've, I've been saying this for weeks. I just don't believe in him. And when it comes to this dude, who I don't believe in, not a shadow in my, not a shadow of a doubt. He will lose this. He will he will find a way to screw this up. Because he is the next Tony Romo. If he can win this, I will be if he can go all the way and if he can win this uh all of these games and go on a massive winning streak. All right. I'll take back some of the stuff I said about him being the next Tony Romo and him being a part of that same gene pool of the Tony Romo stuff. But when it comes to Carson Wentz currently, I think he is the next Tony Romo. I think he is that next dude that will be in the uh, in the in the contention for just being the guy that you can put expectations on and him not meeting them ever. Ever. Think about it. Three, four years he's been in the league. Missed the playoffs. Dak Prescott went on. Played pretty damn well against Aaron. By the way, Dak Prescott has never had a bad playoff game. Put it on one guy. If you had to ask me, who's going to have a bad playoff game? Carson Wentz or Dak Prescott? I'm going to say Wentz. I'm always going to say Wentz. That's why it's like, that's why I'm not really worried about the playoffs that much. You know, there's a lot of great teams that are going to be in the playoffs, obviously. Uh, San Francisco, they're going to be in the playoffs. The Saints, they're going to be in the playoffs. The Packers, they're gonna, those are three great teams that can all go to the Super Bowl, by the way. But the reason why I'm not worried that much about the playoffs is I'm like, we got Dak Prescott. Some people are going to laugh. <laughs> you got Dak Prescott. It's like, yeah, I got, I got Dak Prescott, who has not had a terrible playoff game in his entire NFL career. It has always been the defense has let him down. The one game where his defense shows up to play and plays up to the level of competition, oh my goodness, they, they put a molly whopping on the Seattle Seahawks. Every single The issue right now with the Cowboys, if you want my honest opinion on it, the team isn't playing up to the level of competition. They're always playing down. They're like, oh my gosh, we, we, the Jets, they're a pushover. New Orleans without Drew Brees, they're a pushover. The Packers without Devontae Adams, they're a pushover. You know, they don't play up to, they don't say, you know what, these are, this is a great football team. These are guys that we got to play up to. We got to, we got to set our standard and we got to play up to it. They're always playing down to the competition. The defense always plays down to the, they seem so lackadaisical at times. And it's like, you do realize this is a trip to the playoffs, right? You do realize this is, this is a chance to win, but they always, they never play up to the competition. So when it comes to Dallas, I'm like, play up, play up, play up defensively. Offensively, they're always going to play up. But it's the defense that always, it just worries me, man. 
Like, you see what happens when they're able to play up to the competition? They beat the tar out of people. Defensively, of course. They get turnovers. They get interceptions. They get easy points. But when they don't, you lose to the Jets. Sam Darnold has, I think, the second longest or, or the longest touchdown in NFL in, in the Jets franchise history. That's what happens when you play down. But when you play up, you beat the tar out of those doggone Philadelphia Eagles. Moving on, let's talk NBA versus NFL. A lot of people are, are, are saying one, one sport is going to be more popular than the other sport. One sport is going to be more popular. Right? Now, a lot of people, they don't get football. And it's hard to get, right? There are a lot of positions. A lot of people play different positions. A lot of guys, 52 instead of like 15. And sometimes football, if I'm honest with you, isn't very interesting. Like there are some games where I'm just like, ugh, I have to sit through X game. I have to sit through uh, freaking Miami versus Steelers in the Nobody Cares Bowl. And yes, basketball has those games. But the inverse relationship is, you know, how many, it's not how many bad games you have, it's how many good games do you have. Because you're going to have some bad matchups. Bad teams will play bad teams. But do you have the great games, and do you put the great games on primetime? What happens in the NBA is that they relegate the bad games. They're like, you're a bad team. Later, Gata. We'll see you. We'll see you never. We'll never put you in primetime. We'll never put you in the most important slot in, on, the, on the week. We will never allow you to be watched by more uh, by the broader fan base. We will never do that ever, and we'll always during the basketball schedule we'll always have really really good games on on any given day. Let's check it out. Let's check out NBA games. I'm just gonna type it into Google right here right now. Rockets versus Wizards, Trailblazers versus Thunder. That's all tonight. That's all going on right now. By the way, Bucks, Celtics, Pacers, Nets. So literally one game, the Pacers and the Nets. Well, maybe, maybe I mean, the Pacers versus the Nets. I mean, right now the Pacers are beating the tar out of the Nets. But the Nets, they're now a good team as well. Really the only bad game that I can see tonight, Hornets versus Kings. Ugh. Even the Clippers versus the Jazz, Warriors versus... Sons, those are good games. And they said and they literally do exactly what I said they would like like the NFL should do. Literally they have one game almost all of their games, excuse me. Almost all of their games, they're all just filled with teams that you want to watch. Right? I said this about football. It's like you have to put primetime games, you have to put your best teams, your most popular, your most talented, your best teams on primetime or else why why would people want to watch the earlier games when the later games they suck, right? It's a build up. You should be building up to the best game not because it's Sunday night and it has that big oh, you know, it has the theme song. Has Chris Collinsworth, Al Michaels? It should be the best game because it is one of the best games with one of the best teams in the in the entire league. But I mean, it's exactly what I said tonight. You know, Warriors versus Suns. I mean, really, you could have Boston versus uh, Milwaukee, or you could have uh, Trailblazers versus Thunder. You wouldn't be mad at it. 
There's a lot of really, really good games going on tonight. Does the NFL take notice of that? Hell no. And by the way, check this out. Tomorrow, Spurs versus Clippers during sun, after Sunday night football, 9.30 p.m. Then it continues forward. Rockets versus Nets. Um, let me, uh, oh, Lakers versus Mavericks. Bucks versus Magic. Spurs versus Warriors, Friday night, 9.30. That's a great game. Two Western Conference playoff contenders. That's a great game. But it's like every single night they find a way. They find, and I could literally keep going on and on and on. Every single night. On Sunday, 6 p.m., Lakers versus Spurs. Holy smokes, man. That's a phenomenal game. But it's every single night. NBA has something going on. It's a party, man. They have something going on, and the fans are all invited. It's like you want to tune into Spurs versus Lakers, Spurs versus Warriors within the first couple of weeks of the game of the season being open. We're gonna have some of the best games, and guess what? Eighty-two games, a lot of selection. Let me take a swig of my uh, of my half and half real quick. Hold on. But it's a lot of selection from 82 games. And what the NFL doesn't realize is they want to have this participatory method where it's like every single team has to have a primetime game. It's like, no, they don't. They certainly don't have to have a primetime game, especially if they're tanking. You want to put the tanking Miami Dolphins on Monday Night Football? Be my freaking guest. But don't complain to me and tell me that you want a 17-game season when your primetime games, they suck donkey balls. I turned the Monday night football game off and I was like, I'm watching basketball. That's how terrible it is. Does anybody care? I don't know. I don't know. But with my generation, with the with the other generation, older generation, I think what's going to happen is I think... Oh, he was safe. He was 100% safe. Houston Astros, they go up 2-0 in the World Series Game 7, final game of the season. Altuve, celebrating. Whew. Alvarez is up. Washington is challenging. They're not going to win it. But when it comes to the next generation... Are they going to like football more or are they going to like basketball more? Well, that's a pretty good uh, that's a pretty good question. A football football is a lot more dangerous, right? If you ask me like if you told me like what 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 sport would you play? What sport would you want to be good at? Well, I would want to be good at basketball because basketball you can take that with you forever. You can't take football with you forever, you know? Uh Excuse me, it pretty much, if you're not going to play in college, it pretty much lasts until you're 18. Like, you're not padding up. You're not getting some shoulder pads, some thigh pads. You're not wearing all that gear and playing football, right? And playing football, like, it's a really, really dangerous sport. Like, everybody's going to say, well, obviously it's dangerous, or some people aren't going to say it's dangerous. No, it's like you're you're freaking running into people at, at full speed. Freaking helmet-to-helmet collisions are a constant thing. It causes brain damage and brain trauma. People would love to be able to, you know, to be functioning in their older age while also playing a pro sport. That's why you see 
the way that Floyd Mayweather fights. You know, he's able to do whatever he wants to do at the age of 40 because he didn't take that many shots. So a lot of people, they're going to be like, in, in their older age, they can play a pickup game over football, right? But then on top of that, basketball is a lot less dangerous. Yeah, it's it's hard on your your knees and on your legs and on and all that stuff. But for the most part, you're not taking the same shots that you would in, in football. But then you get to, just in football, by the way, specifically with the NFL, you get to this weird allegiance with with that the not allegiance but you get this weird relationship with the fans right this weird relationship where you have uh you have the NFL being like you know what we're not going to have the same organization with uh within said city right like we're going to move the Oakland Raiders out of Oakland and we're going to move the um the Chargers out of out of uh, San Diego. Now, before people start screaming hypocrite, I know the NBA has done similar things. I know that the Warriors they're moving out of Oakland to San Francisco. I know that the uh, the Sonics they're not even a team anymore. When it comes to whatever Oregon the the Oregon Sonics the Seattle Sonics I know they're not even a team anymore. But let me finish my point. The difference between those organizations and the Seattle Sonics and the um, the the Warriors moving from uh, from Oakland to San Francisco is that the NFL did it disrespectfully, right? The NFL was like, well, we don't want to pay for this stadium. We don't want to do this. We don't want to do that. We just want to arbitrarily move the stadium. The same thing kind of happened with the Seattle Sonics, right? But unlike the NFL, the NBA was like, we're going to try and have fan inclusion. We're going to have these fans here. We're going to try and get fans. We're going to try and make it up to the fans, right? The NFL was like, we're just moving it to Vegas because of betting and gambling, right? It was a money move. It wasn't a fan-based move, right? At least with Oklahoma. Oklahoma, they don't they don't got anything going on there. At least they got a, a, a basketball team. When they moved the St. Louis Rams to the Lakers, it was a money move, it was to have their own stadium and to build their own stadium and to have events at their own stadium. It wasn't for the fans. Nobody was clamoring for the for for the Chargers to move to LA and for the Rams to move back to LA. Nobody was saying that. Everybody was like, "Why are you doing this, NFL?" Well, basketball's a lot different. It's a lot fan-oriented. The sport, I mean, even even the stadium is designed for the fans, right? It's for like the crowd for crowd interaction. But in the NFL, it's all about, well, it's, 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 how, how should I put it? Well, certain stadiums, they are for playing the game, right? But they're not necessarily as good as the, uh, the fan interaction in basketball, where you can obviously sit courtside and watch the game, or you can sit behind home plate and watch the baseball game. 2-0 Nationals or 2-0 Astros. That's the difference. That's a real difference. The fan interaction, letting the fans sit closer, having the players sit right next to them. (sighs) 
My point is the NFL is in trouble. And I'm a little bit tired. I'm a little bit under the weather right now. But my point is that the NFL is in a lot of trouble. Because what's going to happen in the next 10 years is the fans are like, bro, fuck this organization. Fuck this. Fuck this team, whatever. Let's go off and let's go watch basketball. Or worse yet, let's not even watch the freaking traditional sports. Let's watch untraditional sports. Let's watch esports. Made a video about it a couple weeks ago. Not even a couple weeks ago, excuse me, a couple days ago. Let's not even watch the traditional sports. Let's watch pro gaming. Let's do that instead. But the NFL, man, they're in some trouble. Because my generation, they're like, we don't want to watch this shit. We don't watch three hour, like an hour and a half of advertisements. We want to actually watch a, a football game. Not a football game, excuse me, a pro game. I think the NFL. I don't know, man. I I, I think they're not they're not gonna get it in time. Seventeen game season? You can't even get your sixteen game season right. I I don't know. Speaking of I don't know, two oh Nationals, two, oh my gosh, two oh Astros. The Nationals are trailing behind 100%, obviously. There's been a lot of trade stuff going on, the trade rumors, the trade deadline, all that good stuff happened yesterday. Do I care about most of it? Most of it is smoke and daggers. Most of it is, you know, let's kind of throw this player's name in the hat. Let's try and see what we can get for him. And in reality... The reason why people are just... What was I talking about? I am so confused. I'm I'm so tired. Oh yeah, the trades. Sorry, but the reason why people are... Are so weirded out by the trades. And they're, you know, they're saying, well, my team should have gotten this guy, my team. Is because... Oh god, I'm not, I'm not uploading this. 